and welcome again to another episode of The Light of Hope. I'm Jesse Pruitt. This is The Light of Hope. We're glad you joined us, and uh, we are studying through the Gospel of John. Now, I have stated and even written a couple of times, and I want, I want to clarify something. I have <clears throat> I have made the statement that uh, this podcast is in the tradition, quote-unquote, of through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee. I'm not trying to claim that I am <laughs> J. Vernon McGee by no stretch of the imagination. And uh, I just want to make sure everybody understands that because uh, I'm, I'm, I couldn't even carry his lunchbox. I'm, I'm just, uh, just an old country boy that loves Jesus. And, and, uh, but what I mean by that is this uh, podcast is in the sense, in the tradition of that is that we are going through, which, most of your pastors will probably do the same thing as we go through a book and we teach through that that book. And so sometimes um, when people listen to podcasts or different things on the radio or TV or something like that, they they may be getting more of a topical, you know, just here and there type uh, message. And I, I only in, intended that this be understood as something we're studying through and um, by everything we can express. We're not trying to take it uh, the place of your church. We want you to have. As a matter of fact, uh, if you get in touch with me, I'm going to, uh, especially if you get get saved, you trust Christ as your Savior, I'm going to do everything that I can to put you in touch with a local church. I believe in the local church. I believe that that's uh, where Christ's business is taken care of. We That's what we do. Now, many times we associate and affiliate with one another and um, those kind of things. But most importantly is the local church, the New Testament church. And that is highly, highly important. It's vital. That's uh, that's what Christ um, came to us, part of what he came to establish here. So uh, <clears throat> just want to make sure that's clear to everyone. Now, we've been talking about we're still in the first chapter of the Gospel of John. And the title of this lesson is, Who is this Jesus? Uh, we, we talked about Christ, the great illuminator, how he is the light and the life uh, and the light of men. That life was the light of men, he said. And then uh, the next episode was uh, our last one, or just, just previous to this one, uh, Christ, the godly indweller. He, he came to be the sacrifice and the substitute for our sins and die on the cross so that we might have the opportunity of having him in the person of the Holy Spirit live in our hearts and lives. That's what this is all about. So today we're going to mostly finish John chapter one. And if we could pick a subject today, just uh, staying in the tradition of what we've been doing, I would say today would be um, about following Jesus Christ. And I believe I would call this Christ the heart gazer. Uh, let's let's get into that and we'll see uh, what we're talking about here. Um, we're not going to be always able to cover every single verse. We're going to uh, group them into uh, sections and and discuss the subjects. And we're not claiming to do a complete and total <laughs> expository thing here. We're we're just trying to cover the subject matter. Um, you pray for this podcast, please. I, we do covet your prayers. I would love for you to pray for us so that we can do what we're supposed to do. This is what God has called us to do. One of the things he's called us to do. And that's why we're here. All right. 
So John chapter one, well, I'm going to take him over your time with uh, those kind of things. Let's start about verse 35. And if you happen to have your Bible in front of you, you might be on a break or on lunch time or, or whatever your case may be. We're going to talk about those disciples that followed Jesus Christ. And I just want to make mention here, uh, since our time is usually brief, the, the the thing I want to talk about here is Christ, the heart gazer. Uh, he said, what do you mean by that? Well, we're going to see here how that a couple of the disciples of John the Baptist began to follow Jesus Christ. And we find in verse 38 of that first chapter, and Jesus turned, and I think some versions say he saw them or looked at them. Uh, the New American Standard says he beheld them following him, okay, and said to them, what do you seek? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said, come and you will see. They came and they saw where he was staying. They stayed with him that day. Um, <clears throat> and we find in the following verses that they realized who he was, of course, and they began to go. One of their first things they did, and we, we talked about this last night, as I have mentioned several times, <laughs> our home church, our pastor allows us to uh, teach on Wednesday night uh, at Alamo Heights Baptist Church here on Midland Drive in Midland, Texas. And we had a wonderful time last night. We have gotten there in the live lesson in John chapter 4. And uh, we talked about uh, the woman at the well, and we'll get to that eventually in the podcast when we get that far, about the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman who uh, realized that Jesus was who he says he was, he is, and she began to go and tell other people about him and come see a man, you know. Um, and we find that same sense here that the first things that these guys did, the first thing the disciples wanted to do was go find others. Now, that raises the subject matter in our hearts and lives. Is it our first instinct? Do you have that urge to tell other people about your faith in Jesus Christ? Our faith is not, it's not effective if we don't have that, that urgency to tell other people, especially in the day and time we live in. Um, H.R. Reynolds said, uh, faith precedes uh, revelation as well as follows it. Uh, I mean, the first thing, the natural first thing spiritually that we have a desire to do is to go tell others about Christ. And if you've never had that urgency, that, that, that desire, uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm not your judge, so I can't say for sure, but I, I would strongly advise you to revisit that moment and find out if Christ is your Savior and Lord, because um, that's just one of the first things that happens. We want to tell other people about who and what we found. I mean, if you go find a great deal at a at a store, or you get a great deal on a on a truck, you might go buy a new truck, and man, they, you just got a just a sweetheart of a deal. I mean, the first thing you want to do is go tell other people. You want to tell some, hey, man, look at my truck. You know, I got the best deal, and you want to go lead them to this salesperson who got you that great deal. Now, <clears throat> I'm not bringing Christianity down to this, but what I'm uh, try not trying to lower that standard, but what I'm saying is just a simple example. 
It's the first instinct spiritually that we want to do is go tell other people about Jesus. Now, let me say this while I'm on that subject. And I don't know who made this statement. I I had it written down and I was going to save it. And it is not real original with me. But uh, someone made this statement. And I uh, remember the statement, just not the person. Uh, that the fellowship, the, the koinonia, the, the Christian fellowship, is about the church gathered, not scattered. Now, <clears throat> I realize that in this current situation we're in, and I'm trying not to get all political on you, but I realize that, you know, we have a a, a situation with a virus these days, and I don't want to give that thing any more press than necessary. But And I, I know there are a lot of people that are health-wise susceptible, uh, especially susceptible to that kind of thing, and they should be very careful. And all of us should use common sense. We should all be careful in the things that we do every day. I think sometimes we might kind of lose our collective minds in some ways and, and just get a little uh, over the top with some of our things that we do. But the thing that I mentioned Sunday morning in our Sunday school class, this is not always the most popular opinion, but I think the devil, the, the, the enemy of our souls, has used this situation to intimidate the New Testament church. I think he has. He's used this to intimidate us. We're scared to get together. We're afraid to do this. You know, he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. Now, again, use common sense. Uh, I'm not. I'm I know that's not very common sometimes, but you sense, you know, think a little bit. Don't just go willy-nilly on everything. But at the same time, I don't believe that we should live in fear. The New Testament church serves a living God, and our Savior is real, and He is able to deliver us. I mean, you can take your life in your hands going, you know, to the mall in your vehicle, depending on what city you drive in. I mean, it can be dangerous, you know, so we live in danger every day. Just uh, we have to use a little bit of sense. But the subject matter here is that I believe that we need to um, we need to revisit our, our, our experience with Christ. And we need to remember the moment that these disciples experienced when they saw Jesus turn and be and as the scripture says, he beheld them. Now, let me just talk a minute about that. The word here in the original language, and there's two or three different, uh, as you read the rest of this chapter, even when he goes in Phillips and, and Nathaniel, he's talking to those. And the, the terms are a little varying here, but basically they mean the same thing. He did more than just look in their direction. He actually gazed intently at them. And that's what these words mean. He looked at them in such a way that he was almost, they they knew that he was literally gazing into their very soul. And that's what Jesus does. Now, my final point with all of this is this. We've been talking about since the beginning of this chapter, the word, the logos, which is Jesus Christ. The word is the the Bible is the written word. Christ is the living word, but he is the word and this word is his. So when you go to the house of the living God or you are 
uh, witnessed to by a Christian who is is trying to do their best to share the good news of Jesus Christ with you. And they read you the scripture and they talk to you and deliver to you the gospel message that Christ came to be the substitute for your sins and, and save us from our sin nature and those kind of things. So he is gazing into you just as we would be standing there with the disciples and having Jesus in the person in the flesh gazing at us into our hearts. When we look into the scriptures now, James in, in his letter talks a little bit about this, but the gospel, the the word of God, literally by the power of the Holy Spirit, God is gazing into our hearts and we can look into the word and we can we can feel the the Lord just really looking inside of us. I'll tell you what, that's a that's a wonderful and warming and and beautiful thing uh, when we realize that the same this same Christ who stood and looked at those disciples that day uh, literally looks into our hearts when we get into his word. That's why it's important for us to read the Bible. That's why it's important for us to have personal devotion time and things like that where we can have the Lord really talk to our hearts. And one of the first things that I uh, uh, had a pastor many years ago, 25 years ago, that uh, urged me to read through every day, you know, read a chapter of the Proverbs. And next month I start all over with one, you know, day one and read other things as well. But that was very important. And he said, God will begin to really not only put that wisdom in your heart, but he will begin to gaze into your heart and speak to you. He said, first thing to do is don't sit down and start running your mouth about <laughs> about what you want and this and that and the other. He said, let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. Let God talk first. And I thought, boy, that's important. Of course, we should bring our petitions to him. That's what he told us to do. But uh, we should also let the Lord talk, shouldn't we? I mean, we need to let him speak. He wants to talk to us. You know, God wants to fellowship with you. He wants to visit with you. And we get a chance to do that every time we open this blessed book. He wants to gaze deeply into our hearts and lives. That's all the time we have for today. Until next time, this is Jesse Put. You've been listening to The Light of Hope.